Recording live from the Hoban Law Group here in Denver, Colorado, I'm your host, Eric Singular. Sitting alongside our esteemed producer, Halston Puchek. Today we're talking about living your cannabis dreams, and we are joined by founder and host of the Casually Baked podcast, Joanna Newding. Joanna, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Eric Halston. So great to uh, be on the Hoban Minute. And you know, when I was just looking at your podcast earlier, I noticed that uh, you are also at 99 episodes, which is just, it's so Ooh. special. It's so special because that uh, that's right where we are. And just tell us a bit about, about how it feels. You've been doing this a lot longer than we have. Um, well, yeah, I'm actually, I launched my 145th episode today. Wow. So, yeah, so I've been at this for three years. And I have a background in mass communications and broadcast journalism, but I really hadn't used this skill set since I was in college. And, you know, whenever you dive into cannabis education, you know, I learned really quickly that I needed a bigger megaphone. And I thought, you have this skill set in your pocket, you might as well use it. So I, you know, dove into podcasting headfirst um, three years ago. 145 episodes. It's, it's unbelievable. It, but it is. It's, it's so much fun. And on this topic of living your cannabis dreams, it was just really a couple months ago that uh, Halston approached me and approached the law firm with this idea. Because just like you said, uh, there is this great opportunity we have uh, to provide education, to get all these perspectives and to speak with so many wonderful people who are uh, doing things every day to make this industry better and better and better. And so, uh, Halston, I'll, I'll kick it over to you for a second. Uh, what inspired you to want to do this podcast? Uh, where did the idea come from for you? Well, Eric, <laughs> it actually came from you. Uh, so <laughs> last year, uh, this, this is a really funny story and I don't think it's ever been told, but, um, Last year, uh, around this time, actually, uh, Bob had been traveling all over the world, and it was really one of my initiatives to find a ghostwriter. And I'm like, oh, man, who's going to be able to just kind of download Bob's thoughts and put that in writing that's that's thoughtful, that has a, a lot of meaning behind it, al uh, along his travels and uh, the, experiencing, the experiences that Bob has seen across the world, and what better person than Eric Singular, our, our host here. And so I got him writing for us uh, every single week, and we developed a regular cadence in the newsletter, and it was called Bob's Voice, and that was the spotlight where Eric had the opportunity to go sit down with Bob and uh, really just get, get his perspective on what's going on out in the global cannabis economy. And so just kind of noodling on that a little bit, uh, I actually had it in my initiatives for 2020 to launch this podcast, and I had to just uh, get, get Eric a, a couple whiskey drinks and talk him into being the podcast host, and it, it turned out to be a beautiful <laughs> relationship. And, and, and on that, what's your secret sauce for the Casually Baked podcast? How do you get into the zone? You mentioned uh, before we were recording uh, transitional lighting, and now that we're all working from home, having to uh, implement these elements into our life where we do separate the day. Uh, tell us a little bit about your process. Well, actually, you know, I, 
I named the company, the lifestyle brand, the show, my persona. I'm casually baked. And so I, you know, I keep a pretty chill atmosphere um, at work and at play. And I make sure that I am talking about things on this show that I'm curious about. Because, it, you know, when you're in media and you're trying to give a voice to an idea, if you're not excited about it, you're not going to make anybody else excited about it. So I like to talk about things that, I'm, that you know, are infectious and that will get people to share the message or to consider something from a diff- different perspective. You know, like you said, we want to hear all of these different perspectives, and we're making this beautiful layer cake of, you know, this cannabis for wellness lifestyle and, you know, the idea of adult use. Um, cannabis versus, you know, this idea of recreational stoner shit. So, you know, for me, those are the things that motivate me, but that, you know, as far as my process, I don't really have a process when it comes to the show. I just tell people this is about to be a casual chat. I have like, you know, three ideas of kind of what I want to talk about and let's just talk and I hit record. (laughs) And, and, and then Joanna, just hope that I have a great conversation. What is one of the most thoughtful conversations that you've had in the recent months? Uh, given, given uh, you know, we are in the midst of a pandemic, uh, what, what, what's enlightened you over, over all of this? Well, actually, I just had a really fascinating interview with um, a guy that I met in the park during the pandemic. We kept seeing each other at, in our neighborhood park and, ended up striking up a conversation and he is a drug and alcohol counselor who was just celebrating one year of being out of prison. He had been in prison for 32 years. And so we were having this fascinating conversation about what life was like in the prison system and seeing how the prison system changed from the early eighties till now. And I just was like, everybody has to know this story. And, you know, so things like that make their way onto the show. But that's one of my recent favorites. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. And, I mean, especially in the wake of this pandemic and in the wake of all of the uh, recent awareness and and growing social consciousness and collective consciousness around, uh, around race, around incarceration, particularly marijuana incarceration for people mm-hmm. of color. Uh, maybe give us some insights from that gentleman. What did he see evolve uh, or change in the prison system over the last couple of decades? Well, I mean, you know, you have to take into consideration the that massive crime bill in 1994 And so what I was really interested in was, okay, let's talk about prison before that and prison after that. And, uh, you know, from his perspective, I wanted to know how prisoners are treated and, you know, what food were they eating before? Like, you know, they eat dog food now. Stuff that says it's, you know, not for human consumption. These are things that are getting put in their food now. But back in 1984, they were eating real food. And there was a recreational facility. And then, you know, by 2000, those recreational facilities, the gymnasiums, the things that were giving them an outlet had become 
places to sleep. They were dormitories. Like these people are all over each other and guards can't protect them and keep people from fighting. And when you put people on top of each other, you know, things are just going to escalate. So, you know, that was one of the, the things that, you know, you, you kind of know this stuff happens, but you want people to hear it because we are at a point where we need to make serious changes in our country. And it's like, you have to emotionally attach people to these movements and these ideas. So they will get up and rattle the cages of their local and state and federal officials. It's extremely well said and and shows the value of storytelling, which we think definitely the podcast is a great avenue to, to do so. Yes, uh, it's my favorite. <laughs> I love storytelling. And when we had spoken the last time, you had told me a little bit about your personal journey, uh, starting out in Texas and then going and, and doing some international travel. I think I remember you saying that you spent some time in Italy. Tell us about how that shaped where you are today. Uh, just give us a, a sense of the, the heroine's journey, if you will. Man, it was the best gift I ever gave myself. Um, I was the marketing director for a real estate developer. I had six brands that I was managing. And in my mind, my trajectory was becoming a chief marketing officer for an international brand. And I just was like, I'm miserable. This isn't what I want. And um, one of my mentors was getting ready to retire. And um, he found out he had lung cancer and passed away nine months later. And all of the plans that him and his wife had were just gone. And it was this rude awakening to me about how silly it is that people wait until they retire to let loose and like really live their life. So I saved up some money and I took a midlife retirement and I gave away all of my things. I sold my car and I moved to Bologna, Italy with the purpose of trying to figure out how I could live the rest of my life getting paid to be myself. <laughs> and so, of course, that brought me here to California and creating Casually Baked and trying to be a, a positive voice, a highly responsible voice for the cannabis industry. Oh, that is just so enlightening. I love hearing that. How long did you spend over there? I was in Italy for a year and a half. Oh, what a I, uh, early retirement. That's fantastic. Yes, it was so good. I mean, I had saved up $25,000. I thought, surely I can live for a year on that. And then while I was gone, I picked up some side hustles. Um, there was a, an Italian advertising agency. I was helping them, you know, zhuzh up and Americanize some of their proposals. And um, there was, I did a stint on the Beyonce, Mrs. Carter show world tour. <laughs> so I was able to, you know, make a little bit of money so I could stay a little longer. What did you do on that tour? Well, there was a little bit, a bit of a PR hiccup for the uh, fan club and VIP ticketing stuff. Oh, there had been a, a shipping mishap and a lot of countries did not get those VIP packages. And you can imagine a, an upset and angry Beyonce fan. So um, since I was already in Europe, um, the company that managed this fan club and VIP ticketing and all that stuff, they just 
sent me a message over Twitter saying, hey, we could use your help. Are you available? So um, I flew to Ireland and joined the tour and spent a month um, just helping iron out that situation and making sure there were a bunch of happy Beyonce fans. That's so cool. And it is with <laughs> great humility that I'm going to attempt this Italian phrase on air here. Uh, it is la dolce far niente, and it is the art of doing nothing or the sweetness of doing nothing. And this, of course, came up in, in our previous conversation, and I, would, I was hoping you could give us a sense of what that means to you and how you experienced or learned the value of doing nothing. Of course, I feel like in American culture, we see doing nothing as lazy, but it's, I, I don't know, in my interpretation of that saying, the Italian saying is the spending time cultivating yourself. And on this topic of living your cannabis dreams, tell us what that phrase, the art of doing nothing means to you and from your experience actually living over in Italy. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Um, that actually was the most important lesson that I learned when I lived there. And um, you're giving, getting me a little misty-eyed. So I learned the art of doing nothing in Sicily. And when you were talking, I was just remembering myself laying on the beach, writing in my journal, Mediterranean Sea in front of me, and just thinking how crazy it is that I'm struggling to just enjoy myself right now. Like, how, how do these people, the art of doing nothing, like, this feels torturous to me. And just, like, trying to unravel my American ideas away from my Italian location. And, you know, I was trying to cultivate more of an Italian way of being and a way of life because, you know, if you want to get paid to be yourself, you want to have fun and enjoy and relax. And I feel like as Americans, we just don't do that. And so for 14 days, I woke up, I ate warm grapes off the vine, I meditated, I wrote in my journal, and I hung out at the beach on the Mediterranean Sea. And by like the fifth or sixth day, I was like, I don't ever have to do anything ever again. <laughs> Like, this is everything. It was absolutely everything to learn how to just turn it off and relax and to just enjoy the shit out of the beauty of this world and of community and of meeting people and of enjoying delicious baked goods and, and an aperitivo in the afternoon and, you know, the Aperol spritz on the beach and you know, those things, it was like, this is living. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> when you were speaking, it, the phrase just came to my mind, uh, Mediterranean meditation. I just li I like the, uh, the alliterative quality of that. But I want to ask, because we, here's another thing that we think of as lazy or we have a stigma around in the, in the U.S., which is cannabis. Uh, and for so long, existed under that stigma of oh people who smoke weed are lazy they are not the movers and shakers of society uh so maybe if you can and and you if it's not how you feel it's not how you feel but how does cannabis play into this idea of the art of doing nothing 
or the art of self-cultivation? And do you see, and maybe you see it in your podcast, maybe you just see it um, through the cannabis lifestyle endeavors that you take on, but how is this cannabis lifestyle helping uh, the American culture in general just become a little bit more in tune with that state of nothingness in which value can be found? Yeah, I will say that cannabis is my co-pilot. And I love sharing that with people. You know, I, I think that for someone to really be able to understand that idea of, you know, cannabis opening up your mind, shutting off that, that nagging part of your brain that makes you feel lazy for just sitting there and, you know, downloading your day. I call it my reefer recap. Like, you know, when most people come home and they, you know, make a drink or crack open a beer, if I smoke a bowl or, you know, consume cannabis in whatever fashion I'm feeling that day, I really have such an amazing perspective of everything that's happened to me that day up to that point, you know, whether or not that was having kind of a weird altercation on a phone call or, you know, like not feeling good about an email that I received. And, you know, once you have a minute to just sit down and allow cannabis to help you unpack things, it really does help you sift through all of those different perspectives until you find the one that feels good. And, you know, when you find the one that feels good, you are in a better position to make the right decision. And so, you know, anybody that knows me has seen the transition of my life. And when I finally moved to a space where cannabis was legal, I could go into a store and find the right products and, you know, experiment with the right dose and the right chemo bars and just really hone in my experience cannabis changed my life. It, you know, it helps with my anxiety. I, you know, have OCD tendencies. It really soothes my mind. And it is such a great creative partner. You know, so many people think that creativity is something that somebody else has. And cannabis is one of the best things to help you develop your compassion, your creativity, and your curiosity. And ultimately, I think curiosity is the thing that we need people to have more of right now. Hmm. That's extremely well said. And I just love that, that concept of the, the reefer recap and the taking that minute and framing the day, uh, putting everything into perspective. Um, sometimes around here we call that a Hoban minute, but that is a conversation <laughs> for a, another time. Um, I want to ask you just before we we sign off, because uh, you you mentioned earlier that you were on track to become a chief marketing officer. You were existing in the the rigorous corporate environment, and you were able to uh, identify another path for yourself. And I think it's difficult for a lot of a lot of folks to do that. I think they get into a groove, they get into a lane, and I just want to ask you if any advice that you have for, for folks out there, how do you advocate for yourself? How do you uh, ask for what you want? Just, if you would, just give us uh, a couple thoughts on that, how, maybe how you did it uh, for yourself and how others can begin to, to get there. Yeah, absolutely. I will say that the most important thing that I think is 
that you have to work on your worthiness. There are so many people that feel like they have imposter syndrome or, you know, they're faking it till they make it, but they, they're still pretty sure they're still faking it, you know? And it's like in order for us to ask for what we want, we have to believe that we deserve it. And so, you know, I do coaching with people to help them, you know, uncover what that is, like what getting paid to be themselves would look like. And, you know, one of the first exercises that I have them do is incorporating at least 10 minutes of meditation into their diet every day and at least a couple of times a week where they sit down with a blank piece of paper and just allowing themselves to write about whatever comes up or to draw something or to make a list of something they wanted to do, just be alone with your thoughts and a blank piece of paper. Another great activity is making that list of what are all of the things that you're great at? And then what are all of the things that you fucking hate doing? And make sure that if some of these things that you're great at, you also hate doing, get them out of your life. So, you know, when we start doing those sorts of exercises, it kind of starts bubbling up to the surface. Yeah. No, it really does. It really does. And that message of self-worth and uh, feeling valuable in what you're doing is indeed how you get to live your cannabis dreams. And this industry is so special. Uh, I know you feel this way. We certainly feel this way from the people that we get to talk to and all these conversations that we get to have that this is an industry where people are living their dreams and they're using this plant uh, to help them get there. And it's just a, it's just a beautiful thing. And, and that was a beautiful way to leave our listeners as well. Thank you so much for your insight on that. Yeah, we certainly, we, sorry, go ahead. And I will, well, I just want to say one more thing. Cannabis is an industry just like every other industry. So if someone really wants to be in the cannabis space, Bring whatever skill set you have because we need it. Very welcoming. Yes. we. <laughs> There's exactly. room for everybody here. Yes. Well, Joanna, it, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak with you today and have you here on the Hoban Minute with us. We hope that you will join us again soon and keep us apprised of all the things you're doing. We will certainly keep following you over at Casually Baked. You are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hoban Minute. Do you have any ideas for episode topics or guests? We would like to hear from you. Reach out to us at media at hoban.law and stay tuned for more on the Hoban Minute.